All right, y'all, good evening, and welcome back to the Big Four Sports Podcast. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day, you already know what it is, and also happy Celtics opening day. The game's actually going on right now, so uh, it happens. Podcasting. Pod- Podcasting's technically technically my part job, so if it's a part job, it's technically a job. But that's beside the point, um, you know. So I just got my grandfather's dog because my grandfather's actually moving. So we gotta. So we actually are taking him for a little bit, and t- and he, he he's gonna be my dog for a little bit. But uh, I'm up here podcasting, so I can't really take care of him. And so if you hear just like really loud screaming, because so the so my dog right now is a uh, Bosco. That's his name, and Bosco is completely untrained. He's so untrained. And so if you just hear, like, you know, any, like, screaming, that's because he's being naughty and my dad wants to train him. So that, that that's, if you hear just periodic screaming, that might be why. I uh, just wanted to warn you guys now, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna give you my full slate. Uh, take number one of this. My computer was actually running, like, so slow, so I had to restart it. It's running much better now. Hopefully I didn't just jinx it. But yeah, we're gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up the slate, and we're gonna just we're just gonna get it going. All right. So the slate here. First thing we're actually gonna do is be looking back at my predicting the MLB season now that it's World Series time. Okay. So like we're gonna be doing something new. We're gonna be reacting to a past episode of mine, and we're gonna see how right I was, and how wrong I was. I'm I guarantee you, I'm gonna be wrong with some of them. Then we're gonna be looking at the World Series matchup. And then comparing every position, and then giving you my final prediction. We're gonna do a week in the books for for the Bruins. Secondly, two weeks in the books. Honestly, the reason why I didn't do it last week is because they only played two games. I hadn't played in forever up until Wednesday, and I also just forgot. So two weeks in the books uh, for the for the Bruins. And then we're gonna talk about Celtics opening day, which the game's actually going on right now. And then we're going to end it off with football. We're going to recap my football season because, well, the, my regular season is done. I'm not going to tell you what the outcome of it was. And we're going to recap every game. Every game of my regular season. And then we're going to recap Pat's game, which I went to. That game was so much fun. And then predicting NFL Week 8. Let's go. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, this video is brought to you, This podcast episode is brought to you by Riverside. Riverside's a, Riverside is what I use for podcasting. I know people like to do testimonial. Like whenever they get Jennifer Anderson on a commercial, they like to do testimonial saying, you want to look like me and stuff like that. No, this is actually what I use, okay? If you check out my last episode or my last two episodes, you'll see in the top right corner, in the top left corner, sorry, you'll see a little Riverside icon, which is a sign of what I use. Riverside's actually great, though. They make it so easy. I think a toddler can figure it out. Like, it's so easy to create a studio, it's so easy to record, it's so easy to, like, share your screen, it's so easy to, like, turn off your cam, turn off your... It, they all just make it so simple. And then that's why, and that's what I like about Riverside. And you're also getting all this for free. Like, who doesn't love free stuff? Like, honestly, who doesn't love free stuff? And so, yeah, that, that's that's also another reason why I, why I like Riverside a lot. And um, it, it, again, Riverside's what I use. I I love Riverside, and uh, you can make video podcasts, you can do audio podcasts, you can you know, R- Riverside isn't just for podcasting. I know pe- that's what people like majority use it for, but you can also like make videos uh, out of Riverside. You can also yeah, you can you can really make video. You can really make a lot of stuff with Riverside. Which, if again, if you want, if you want to go do a do a um, do a video for YouTube or audio or video podcast for Spotify, use Riverside. Okay, they make it so easy to just upload to Spotify. All you got to do is just trans is just transfer to another app, and then that other app, Anchor, which is also what I use, they make it very easy as well. So yes, go check out Riverside if you want if you want to go if you want to go do a podcast or do a video, whatever you want to whatever really you want to do camera related or photo photography related, then go check out Riverside. Okay, um let's get into some reactions. Um dude, th- I think this episode right here is probably going to be the longest is probably going to be my longest episode in the history of the Big Fork podcast and this, this is also probably the first episode that I'm going to get to all four sports. I can't really think off the top of my head 
another episode that we talked about all four sports. Actually, I, I can. Actually, I've, I've, I think I've had two. All right, we're going to do some scrolling, and i got to share my screen. Okay, boys, we're, we're off to a good start. Let's just say that. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just got to find it. I remember that. No, okay, I, I got to be 55 minutes for my longest episode. Um, Top 25 free agents. Yeah, I remember that. Dude, this is just scrolling back, dude. I remember I was all over the road, dude. It's way down here. And come on. Oh, we found it. All right, dude. I've, I've learned a lot from this. Like, like I'm, it's going to be so interesting going, going back down memory lane and just looking at when I first started. I've definitely learned a lot since then. I've learned how to do a better podcast. I've learned... I've learned to use Riverside, which did not take that long. And 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 I've learned how to I've just learned how to do better podcasts. I've gotten a better mic since then. I've I've learned a lot since this episode. So we're gonna see we're gonna see like we're 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 gonna see how bad I was at predicting these. If I can get it to load, it might be nice. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back. To I, I wonder if you guys of- can hear that. I like. I don't. I maybe you guys can hear that. Who knows? This was me. This came out March fifteenth of this year, technically. So, how how many months is that? Hold on. Let me let me just do some math real quick. Okay, kidding. So March, July, August. All right, around like seven months ago, essentially. Yeah, seven months and like. A, it's seven months and about a week ago. Of the Big Four oh, Sports God. Podcast. I'm your host, Nick. Let's get this show I've started. So intro. what we're what we're gonna be talking about in this episode is we're gonna be talking about um I'm actually gonna be predicting the whole MLB season. We're gonna be doing um I'm gonna predict how every division's gonna turn out. I'm gonna do some awards, just the MVPs and Cy Young Awards. And then I'm gonna be doing my World Series matchup and my World Series winner, which you should probably already know. Who my pick is to win the World Series because I made an episode. Yeah, I think I already. actually remember like who I who I predicted, but I'm I'm I might be wrong, so who knows? I, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna pause it anymore. But let's get into it. Starting off with the AL East at number five, I had the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, it's gonna be a loaded AL East. No team, dude. Wait, did I, did I just hear that right? Just the MVPs and Cy Young awards, and then I'm going to be doing my Hold World on. Series matchup and my World Series winner, which you should probably already know who my pick is to win the World Series because I made an episode on it already. But let's get into it. Starting off with the AL East at number five, I had the Tampa what Bay Rays. What the hell was I thinking, dude? I had the Rays in fifth. Oh my god. Dude, that's that's a stinker. Okay, it's going to be a loaded wanna... AL East. No team in this division is bad. I just want to hear my reasoning. Okay, but at five, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. At number four, I have the Baltimore. Dude, or- I predicted four and five. I predicted I had four Orioles, five Rays, and they went one and two. That's that's um that's that's bad. Orioles I think I actually is... messed up this whole division. But we'll. Still a very young team. Adley Rushman is really okay, good. I had that so right. they could climb the ranks, but I, said, I, just I don't see it. There we go. Number, M- MLB analyst Nick coming out. I said I said that they could climb the ranks, but three. I have the Boston Red Sox. Dude, I'm a Boston. I I knew this was so biased as soon as it came out of my mouth as a prediction. I knew it was biased, and I knew it probably wasn't going to happen. But oh yeah, wait who. I, I I heard the Red Sox hired a new GM, but Red Sox. Craig Craig Breslow. That's actually a really good pickup. Now that I think about it. All right. Sorry sorry for the interruptions. I'm just gonna keep it going. I actually wonder if you guys can hear this. Austin Red Sox fan, and I had them finishing this low. Just the two teams in front of them are just better. We're also being kind of we're also being realistic here. That was not because, realistic. You know, if if I if we weren't being realistic, I would have put the Yankees. At five. I had the Red Sox. 
At number two, I had the New York Yankees, and that leaves a little bit of a hot take: the Blue Jays at one. All right, okay, Yankees this- two. That that's not that's not actually that bad. The Blue Jays, dude, they they actually kind of disappointed. So did the Yankees in their own right, but I messed up that whole division. So yeah, let's. Uh, oh, Blue Jays team has a really good supporting okay. cast around George Springer. This man is good. The supporting cast is really. How did I not mention Vlad Guerrero? Okay, dude, I, I'm I'm sorry. I keep pausing it. God damn. But like either way, I how did I not put Vlad Guerrero as their main guy? Guerrero and Springer are their two main guys. I'd say. Good. They come out of the AL East. All right. All right let's move to the AL Central, the worst division in I the got MLB that right. right now. At number five, I have the Detroit Tigers. They came in second. Like, I had every reason to believe that the Tigers were going to be a fifth-place team. They actually came in second and had a good season. There's just not a good baseball okay. team. Uh, number four, who finished fifth last year, I got the Kansas City Dude, Royals. Dude, I was high on the Royals this year. All right, I'm actually going to pull up the MLB standings real quick just so I can compare. Dude, I'm 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 0 for seven right now, like I'm 0 for seven, like I, like I'm this is pro- I'm probably gonna go like three for twenty five or three for thirty. So I had the dude, I was so high on the Royals this year. I think they it's gonna be a close four and five, but I think the Tigers are just worse. And number three, I had the Minnesota dude. Twins. Oh my god. We're 0 for 8 right now, dude. This is not good. Um, I had the Twins at 3? At number 2, I had Chicago Dude, that's White even Sox. worse. How did I have the White Sox at 2? Oh, my God. Bro, that is actually embarrassing, dog. Oh, my God. Dude, that's actually that's actually so horrible. All right. Um, I, I, I guess we'll just move on. Um, Sox and the White Sox are even bad. And of course, the Cleveland dude. I Garden said Garden. I was so confident in that we're zero for ten. Okay, so Twins came in first, Tigers came in second, Guardians fell off a lot. Coming in third, White Sox and Royals. Okay, dude. Oh my God. Maybe I'll have better luck with the AL West. Gonna run away with this division. Jose Ramirez is really good. I, Emmanuel Chase is really good. It's Class A. I had to clean that up again. I I was a beginner. Okay, I didn't I didn't know a lot. Now I'm. I'm a bit more experienced. I said they were going to run away with this division. Both on my fantasy team this year. They got to do good. All right, moving into the AL West here, you have uh, kind of a now more of a stacked division with the Angels, Mariners, Rangers getting better. Dude, I got that right. Um, All right, and um, at number five, I have Oakland. Dude, finally, finally, I got one right. Let's go. We're one for 11. Shocker. <laughs> Not really, though. Shocker. At number four, I while people are really high on the Texas Rangers, I am not. I had them Dude. at four. I'm... I, I swear, I felt like their pitching just was not good outside of Jacob DeGrom. But who knew Nate? Who knew that like Nathan Navaldi was going to be just disgusting? Who knew they were going to get Max Scherzer? And who knew Corey Seager was going to be historically good? I'm just not sold on that team. While they did add Jacob DeGrom and did get better this offseason, there is still so many holes, and I'm still not sold on the bullpen. Either. Okay, that 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 that's a fair take. Okay, that's a fair take. Their bullpen did kind of suck, and they said they still do kind of suck. And at number three, I have the LA Angels. That's another. That's another pick, right? Actually, yeah. No, that's not. That's not another pick, right, dude? We're like, we're one for thirteen. This is just bad. Um. Probably gonna. They might trade. They there's no way the Angels are going to just let Otani walk and not get anything. I in got that correct. Because letting a all world type of talent just walk like that. I mean that's that's not really good if you're the Angels here. But I have them coming in in the middle of the pack. At number two, I have the Seattle okay, Mariners. I- I mean the Mar- the Mariners are just a good team. Luis Castillo, Julio Rodriguez, just. Just a good team. At number one, I have the defending World Series champion. Dude, two Nash. for 15. That's, that, dude, we're so wrong right now. At home, the Astros had a losing record. 
And on the road, they weren't even that good either. They were 51-30, and 30, which is technically the best, but... Like, dude, oh my. And here and here comes my dog. So, yeah. um, It's about to get hectic in here. Alright, let's move to the NL. Astros. Alright, jumping into the NL now. Um, we're going to start it off with the NL East. Um, a really good division outside of the Marlins and Nationals. Dude! At number five, I have the Washington Nationals. Hey, let's go. We're three for 16. Dude, I said really good division outside of the Marlins and Nationals. Those were arguably the two best teams outside of the Braves and Phillies. Oh, my God. All right, y'all. I'll be I'll be right back. Actually, I'm going to edit this part out. But, uh, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Sorry for the hold up. Alright, I'm gonna edit that part out. Uh I forgot where we were, so I had the Nationals in fifth, which was somehow correct. But which is oh I'm three for sixteen. Uh I mean no shocker here, just nationals are ever since their twenty ever since their World Series win a few years ago, just not a good baseball team. At number four, I have Dude, the Miami everybody Marlins. had this take of Nationals then Marlins. Everybody had that take. Like, oh my god. The Na- the Marlins had like negative 55 run differential, and yet they made the playoffs. Again, just their pitching's good, just not a good baseball team outside of their That's pitching. That, that, that is kind of true. At number three, I have the Atlanta Braves. That's a little bit of a hot take, but... How the hell did I have the Braves at three? What am I doing? Dude, the Braves were like, they went 104 and 58 and were 52 and 29, both on the road and at home. Like, what? Oh my God. Oh my God. I, how did I have the Braves at three? The, the, but the Phillies did get much better around them. The Braves fell off, fell off a little bit. They're, they're, the Braves are still going to be elite, okay. but they're just not going to be as good as they once were. And at number two, I have the Philadelphia Phillies. Hey, now- there we go. That's actually correct. I had the Mets at one, but, uh, dude, we're four for 19. This is bad. For one and two and three, it's going to be a very tight okay. race. But I have the Mets coming out of the oh, NL East with the Phillies. Uh, I have the Phillies finishing behind them by just two games. That I feel like a ton of people had that take of, like, it's going to be a very tight race, but ultimately the Mets or the Phillies, it was either going to be Mets or Braves. All right, four for 20. Oh, nice. Okay, let's let's move on. Um, the, the Mets, while they did lose a couple key pieces, like Jacob DeGrom, they still did get better this offseason somehow. So, and their front office is the best front office I in the MLB. I do agree with so, That's what I think of the NL East. Give me a very tight race for one, two, and three. But I have the Mets coming out. So, moving into the NL Central. God, what is it with the Central divisions that are just I fun? agree. <laughs> All right. And at number five, I have the Pittsburgh Pirates. Is that, was that right? Oh, no. No. I forgot about that. Oh my god, I forgot how disappointing the Cardinals were. That's out of explanation, just not a good baseball team. Just ha- has been in rebuild mode for a while. At number four, I have the Cincinnati Reds. That, I uh, feel, everybody had the take of Reds Pirates, five and four. I'll take I had the Reds finishing above 70 wins this year. Was that right? 82 and they... I told Hunter you. Green... Is really good, and he he will carry the Cincinnati Reds team to seventy wins. At three, I have the Cubs. Dude, the Cubs actually were better than we all expected. They're just they won't qualify for playoffs. I did agree with that. They should. They did get better this offseason. I should see some improvement from the Cubs. 
Number two, I have the Milwaukee okay, Brewers. Okay, the Brewers ended up winning the division, so that's a garbage take. Um, uh, Devin Williams is going to be oh, really good this comes. year. I thought about him as a Cy Young candidate. Cy Young is a closer. But, um, yeah, Cy Young as a closer wasn't actually out of the realm. Like, that was honestly kind of just a fun prediction. Like, that honestly wasn't actually totally out of the realm. I could, the, the, if, if, if any closer, I thought, back then, I thought if any closer was going to win the Cy Young, it was going to be Devin Williams. Two, and at number one, even though they did lose Albert Pools to retirement, I still think the Cardinals Oh, my. Played. Dude, be honest. Who predicted the Cardinals' downfall? Like, who actually predicted the St. Louis Cardinals' downfall? That's crazy. Oh my god, okay. We're 4 for 25. Maybe the... I, I, I know it's not going to get much better. Okay, yeah, I was miserably wrong. There's no coming back from that. Oh my. I Some of the hot takes that I did have were, have been spot on. No, the Cardinals are just still such a good team. I mean, the supporting cast around pretty much any... Around any player is just really, really good. So I think the Cardinals take it. Um, and now jumping into the NL West, this is a very bad division outside of the Dodgers and Padres. Really, just outside of the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the division just sucks. Coming fifth in the NL West, I have the Colorado Rockies. Is that right? Let's go, baby. Five for twenty-six. He's does not need much much explanation, just not Fair a good enough, baseball actually. team. At number four, I have the San Francisco Giants. Dude, I'm two for two on the NL West. What the hell is this? I've actually never been familiar with going two for two on a division so far. We're six for 27 right now. Giants really just fell off the face of the earth when they entered this offseason, lost a bunch of key, key aspects. Um, you know, the, look for the Giants to kind of enter more rebuilds. And the Arizona Diamondbacks are going to finish ahead of them. Christian Walker is really good. Zach Gillian is still pitching at a really high level. And Keto Martin's decent as well. It's Patel all, Marte. All those guys are on my fantasy team. God, what is it with me and Arizona Diamondback players? But yes, I have the Diamondbacks coming in, thir- uh, coming in third. Dude, in the who knew they were going to make the World Series? Like that's crazy. All right, uh, we'll see. We'll see how I do. In number two, I have the. Dude, LA I remember Dodgers. the San Diego Padres. Be booty cheeks, because dude, I remember the San Diego Padres. I was so high on them, like it wasn't even funny. I was just so high on them. Like I just, I, I thought they were gonna be this absolute unstoppable force. But... Best Freddie Freeman, you know, all their core just lost Trey Turner and Justin Turner and a couple more key aspects. They're gonna fall out of number two because number one's going to the Padres. The San Diego Padres are coming out of the NL West, dude. All of a sudden they get all right. So dude, all of a sudden they get up a all of a sudden they get a washed up Xander Bogarts in their like World Series favorites. That that's just crazy. All right, I think we're getting into awards. I went six for 30, which is such a good record. Like, that is just an un- unbelievable record, dude. That's the best record, like, of all time. Dude, oh my god, I sucked. But, uh... These awards. Um, for AL MVP, it's a huge hot take, and some people may heavily disagree with me, but I have Jose That was Ramirez. a fun MVP pick. Honestly, I was feeling I was feeling Jose Ramirez. I was feeling a, I was feeling a lot of Jose Ramirez. Like I, it was either gonna go to Trout, Otani, or Judge. So I, I wanted to be more creative and went with Jose Ramirez. As being the N, being the AL MVP, that is going to put some shock on some people's faces. <laughs> but I have Jose Ramirez beating out Aaron Judge. Aaron. Judge could easily win a second second straight MVP, but I think it's going to be Jose Ramirez. As a fun MVP pick. For the NL MVP, another hot take. 
but there's just not a lot of talent in the NL right now. That's such a bad take. And I have Manny Machado. Will I ever stop picking so horribly? Manny Machado sucked this year, at least for the first half. Let me look at this guy's stats. Dude. Oh, my. Okay. Dude, this season he wasn't actually that bad. I, I guess that's not a horrible take. All right, Manny hit 30 home runs this year with like a like 100 RBIs, I think. Hold on, let me see. All right, Manny hit 30 homers with 91 RBIs and 258 average with 140 hits and 543 at-bats and 75 runs. That wasn't actually a terrible take. For the first half, it looked like garbage, but in the second half, he picked it up. Um, that that that's That's not a full stinker. Oh. Manny Machado taking home the NL MVP. Manny Machado is disgusting. He's a great player. While it does not look like a, well, when people first search up his contract, it doesn't look like a contract year. He is already, he is already looking to opt out of his contract with the Padres. So pretty much it is a contract year for him. And Manny Machado comes up big. And I think Manny Machado takes home the NL MVP. He's, he's in a cut. I said he technically he is in a contract year if he decides to opt out. And I thought he was going to opt out. It, I don't know if he will actually opt out, but I thought he was going to opt out. And well, and he, he and I said contract year every 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 like any time a player's in a contract year, they always go off. Disgusting. I mean, he should get. He's going to get more than enough minutes to. MVP caliber. All right, for the AL Cy Young Award, um, while people might choose Jacob DeGrom, Shohei Otani is my okay, pick. Okay, if he didn't tear his UCL, that's a that he probably wins it. I'm 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 not I I'd say I'd say that's a correct pick. Oh, I don't know why this man just can't pull pull off and pull off an AL Cy Young. But I think he does. I think Shohei Otani is just going to have a good year. He's going to have to carry the load. I, that, that That's a good take. Hopefully Mike Trout stays healthy, then he won't have to do all the work. But if he does, which might happen, then Shohei Otani is going to win AL Cy Young. And moving to the NL Cy Young, I have Julio Urena. Uh, that's a garbage take. This guy gets arrested. His career is most likely over, and he has a four ERA. That's a stinker. Uranus. Is Julio Uranus from the. Just not as good as the Padres, though. Julio Uranus will be taking home the NL That's Cy Young in my eyes. All right, for the World Series matchups. Dude, finally, um, this is over. Okay. but uh, You already know who my pick is, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, coming out of the American League. What the I hell? Have... Hold on, y'all. Hold on, y'all, one sec. Hey, Mom. Hold on, y'all. Hey, Mom. 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 All right. Hey, how y'all doing? All right. Uh, I'm going to edit that part out. I'm going to be doing more editing than usual. Hey, Pasco. 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 Back in here. Yeah. Back in here. I'm back in your pansies. Okay. Okay, so. 
dude, this guy's such a loud breather. Every every time, like I like, like every time I'll be talking, he'll be like, <laughs> love y'all. But um, yeah, let's just let's just keep it going. The Houston Astros for the third straight time. No one likes this team. No one likes the Houston Astros except for Astros That's fans. That's true, actually. And yeah, I I just think the Astros. There, while people do not like them, they are still a very. The Astros are still very well good enough to come out of the AL like they did last year and the year before. They're good enough to beat the Yankees. We saw that last year. While the Astros didn't have that great of an offseason, they kind of get a pass because they were World Series champs. That's true, actually. They didn't have much to work with. And now, for your National League champions, the San Diego Padres. (laughs) I mean, the Manny Machado, in my eyes, takes home NL MVP. What the hell? So. And, yeah, you're going to be playing with an NL MVP on your squad with yeah. Juan Soto. Manny Yo, Machado. sorry for the barking, okay? That's just... Oh, Xander Bogarts, you, you Darshev. I already made a whole video on this Padres core. And winning the World Series, you guys already know it. I already made an episode on it. I think the San Diego Padres win it in six. Dude, we're 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 done with this. We're done with this. Can we just move on? Actually, yeah, we are gonna move on. Okay, okay, we're gonna. This is gonna, dude. This is gonna. This is actually gonna take like forever. Holy hell! But uh, which one are you? Oh, Brandy, there you are. All right. So game one of the of the World Series is supposed to take place at Diamondbacks at the Rangers. Um, Friday, October twenty seventh at eight o'clock. Hi, hi. So yeah, that's my that's my dog Brandy right right now. So, uh, we're just gonna go down the line. All right, starting off with pitching. I mean, dude, I gotta give the I, I, people are gonna say Rangers, Rangers. They do have Mad Max Scherzer and Nathan Navaldi. You know what? I'm actually gonna go with the Rangers. This is actually close, but Max Scherzer absolutely bounced back. He went absolutely bounced back from how bad he was in uh, Game Four. I think it was. It was either Game Four or Game Three, but but either way, you know, I think that I think that the Rangers pitching is just is just better overall. You got Scherzer, you got uh, Nathan Devaldi, you got Andrew Heaney. Those three alone are really good. The Diamondbacks do have Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly, and also the guy that pitched in Game Seven. I can never say his name. Honestly, he was good, you know? Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of background noises. All right, now in... Hi, blood. Now in second... Now in... uh In what's in uh what's called? Now, we're going to go... We're just going to go down the line, starting with catcher. Jonah Heim against Gabriel Moreno. This is on... If there's one... If there's one position that's going to be a tie, it's going to be... It's going to be this position. I'm going to give the slight edge to Gabe Moreno. He's having a better postseason. He's really talented. I'm going to go with Gabe Moreno for catcher. Okay, first base. We're just going to go around the diamond, left field, center field, right field. You got it. He is such a loud breather. Hold on. So... I'm just looking up Diamondbacks first first baseman. I just want to see who their first baseman is. Christian Walker. Okay, Christian Walker against Nate Lowe. This is tough, but I'm going to actually give the slight edge to Christian Walker. I know Nate Lowe is really, really good and so underrated, but Christian Walker is just having a better postseason, and I think he's a better overall player. Second base, uh, I think... Oh yeah, second base for the Diamondbacks is Ketel Marte. Dude, Marcus, dude, this is easily the best like like position matchup of the of around the Diamond. Marcus Simeon versus Ketel Marte. I'm I might actually the I take back the catcher, but you know what actually I don't take it back. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to go with Marcus Simeon, the slight edge. Both these players are insanely good and both play both Although Cattell Marte is having a better, uh, is having a much better postseason than Marcus Simeon, I still think that um, Marcus Simeon's a better all-around player. Uh, shortstop, we have 
Who's, who is it? The, for the Rangers, I think it's like... No way, hold on. Um... Okay, Diamondback shortstop. Um, right now, okay, Geraldo Perdomo uh, for the Diamondbacks, and then and then um, Corey Seager. Dude, how did I think Corey Seager easily? Geraldo Perdomo's good, and he's having a, and Geraldo Perdomo's having a good postseason, but Corey Seager's so much better. Corey Seager's historically good. How did I think of him? Okay. Third base. Rangers. Third. Rangers third baseman. Josh Young for the Rangers. And then I think for third base for the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks third baseman is Evan Longoria. Yeah, I love Evan Longoria. But it's Josh Young. He's a rookie. Josh Young. Josh Young has so much upside, and and I think Josh Young's gonna be better just this series. Uh, left. Okay, we're kind of moving through this right now. So, hold on. No, I need to close my goddamn door. Dude, it is honestly hectic in my house right now. Uh, and and sorry for all the noise and stuff like that. Okay, for left field. The Diamondbacks. We have Lourdes Gurriel. Um, Rangers left field is um, Robbie Grossman. Yeah, I gotta give the slight edge to Lourdes Gurriel. I feel like Gurriel is having a better postseason, and I think Gurriel is just the better all-around player. Robbie Grossman can hit absolute tanks, but. Uh, if we're talking about all-around player, I would give the edge to um, to what's his name? I already forgot his name. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel. Okay, so I think this one's gonna be Corbin Carroll for seven Carter for center field. Um, I think it's gonna be Corbin Carroll. Uh, no, it's Leo. It's Leo Di Tavera. No. Uh, no, Adolis Garcia's right field. Okay. So, it is Leody Tavares against Corbin Carroll. That's a clean, easy Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll mostly plays center field, but he will play left and right. They, they shift him around, so he is a primary center fielder, so we're going to put him in center field. And that's an easy Corbin Carroll. That, that's so easy. All right. Yeah, easily Corbin Carroll over. I'm not saying Leody Tavares is a bad player because Leody Tavares is not bad at all. He's having a great postseason, but Corbin Carroll is just having an even better postseason and is an even better player. All right, I know it's Adolis Garcia versus um, Kyle Lewis. That's an easy Adolis Garcia. Adolis Garcia owns the Astros. He's having a great postseason. And, uh, yeah, so that that's going to be really it for, like, comparing every position. Um, all right, let's just uh, – my prediction for the World Series, uh, we got Rangers and the Diamondbacks. This series, I'm going to be honest with y'all, it's either going to be seven games. It's either going to go seven games or it's going to be a sweep. The Diamondbacks have been beating the odds the whole time, while the Rangers have just been consistently good this play, this postseason. Like, every time I dealt the Diamondbacks, they proved me wrong. I doubted them against the Phillies. I doubted them in Game 6 and 7. They proved me wrong. I doubted them against the Brewers. They proved me wrong. Dude, I'm tempted to pick Diamondbacks, but I think postseason experience might just might, might just come back to bite them in the ass. Dude, honestly, I'm gonna go with uh, this is my this is my honest prediction. And since the Diamondbacks have just been beating the odds and proving me wrong the whole time, I feel like if I pick against them, they're gonna prove me wrong. So you know what? Me picking them right now, we'll see what happens. But I have the Diamondbacks in seven games. I think this series will end up going seven games, and I think that the, that the Diamondbacks taking the seven. I, 
even though I said that the Rangers pitching was better than the Diamondbacks starting pitching, the, the Diamondbacks starting pitching is still very good. Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly, you're getting really good production out of them, while the guy going in Game 7 of the LCS, you're getting good production out of him. You're, you're getting good production out of your starting pitchers. Like, you should be fine in this series, and I think... And I think that the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Cinderella story, they will complete the Cinderella story and win the World Series in seven. Let's move on. Uh, A week in the books for the Bruins. All right. uh, So recently the Bruins just beat the Blackhawks, and the Bruins are 6-0-0. They cannot be stopped right now. Uh, all right, looking at their first game of the season, Bruins-Blackhawks, they won that one 3-1. to one. I didn't watch much of this game, but all I know is that David Pasternak scored two goals in this game. And uh, the Connor Bedard scored his first in this game. All right, Bruins, uh, Predators at the Bruins. Again, I didn't watch much of this game. I was up in Berlin for a hockey game, so I listened to it on the way back. All I know is that we won 3-2, to two, and this game was like, was just, it was just a very interesting game. McAvoy had two assists. Posnock had a goal and an assist. James Van Riemsdyk had two goals in this game. Like all around, all, all around good game. The Bruins up and up until like you know, like up to this point had been, had been giving up an early goal. Like when the game just first got started. Okay, now looking at the Sharks Bruins game, which happened on October nineteenth, dude. I saw David Posnock's goal before people asked me. Did you see David Posnock's goal? I did. It was the stupidest goal I've ever seen. James Van Riemsdyk scored another one. Good Lord, Brad Marchand scored another one. Uh, Johnny Beezer scored a, uh, got an assist. Brandon Carlo, Charlie Coyle, and Trent Frederick all got assists. Dude, David Poshnok's goal. He he should not be awarded that goal. Like, I know I'm a biased David Poshnok fan, but he should not be awarded that goal. That goal was crazy and probably should not have happened. Alright, Bruins-Kings, I did not watch this game. Probably all the West Coast games I didn't watch live because they were all at like 10.30 a.m. Or p.m., sorry. All I know is Brad Martian had two goals and an assist. David Poshnok had a goal and two assists. Dude, David Poshnok has scored every goal. Like, has scored a goal in every game up until this point. Derek Forbert had two assists. Morgan Morgan Geeky had a goal. Uh, Milan Lucic, Pavel Zaka, and James Van Riemsdyk all had assists. And then now, um, and then Ducks Bruins. This game actually wasn't at ten thirty, but it was still late. Matt Matt Port Matt Porteris, I think that's how you say his name, had two goals in that game. Good, good for Matt. Charlie Coyle, Jake DeBrusque, uh, Morgan Geeky, uh, Charlie McAvoy, and Ian Mitchell all had assists. And Linus Allmark, how about saving a gem right now? Just giving up one goal throughout the whole game? Like, that's actually pretty good. All right. And then most, and then the most recent game, Bruins-Blackhawks. Bruins up until this point are 6-0-0. Won this one 3-1. Won this one 3-0. Charlie Coyle and Jake DeBrusque all had assists. Same with Morgan Geeky. The Morgan Geeky's been tearing it up right now. Um, Matt had another goal. Kevin Shattenkirk, I forgot he was on the Bruins. He's he got an assist. Pavel Zaka got his first goal of the season. Jeremy Swayman, pit, uh, he I keep saying pitched, but saved the gem right now. Uh, right there, twenty three for twenty three. Uh, Bruins play tomorrow at seven o'clock. So yeah, that that's that's your outlook. Bruins beat the Blackhawks opening day three to one. Bruins beat the Predators second game of the season three to two. Bruins beat the Sharks three to one. Bruins beat the Kings 4-2, Bruins beat the Ducks 3-1, and then Bruins beat the Blackhawks 3-0. Alright, uh, Celtics opening day is actually going on right now. I'm not, I, the game's already started, so I'm just going to give you the score. I'm not going to do much with uh, Celtics opening day. Currently is 37-26 Celtics with 8.30 left in the second. Okay, good. As the t- this, is, this is at the time of recording, by the way. So, right now it's currently at like 8. Eight minutes and twenty-five seconds left in the second quarter. This is at the time of recording right now. So, all right, uh, obliterated. Let's move to my season. I'm just gonna go game by game. Hold on, let me just pull up my. Let's just pull up our schedule. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go.
All right. So we're just going to go game by game, and I'll just tell you, like, how everything was and how we played, stuff like that. So first game against a school called Massabesic, which, by the way, Massabesic won 8-0-0. I just essentially gave away what just happened. Yeah, unfortunately, we lost opening night. Um, it was a Saturday night game. We lost 28-6. Massabesic's a really good team, like a powerhouse. We're, we we might get to face them again. Who knows? But uh, if I can get week two to load, that might be nice. All right, hold on. There we go. And now, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. Uh, week two against, we played a school called Summersworth. We actually won that game, 22-24. to 24. Uh, Summers, dude, Summersworth was up on us, twenty-two to eight. Going into half, first half, we look like garbage. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. This is gonna be an honest like period of this episode, dude. We actually look like garbage until Taylor, who's our QB, he he plays special teams as well. Taylor's an absolute dog, but uh, he he takes an onside kick to the house, Micah Hyde style. And then from there, um, Noah, who's a running back, who's also a dog. He 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 takes it in. He takes it in on a on a on a on a on like a play that just Summersworth just could not stop. If they knew the play, if they understood it, they still couldn't stop it. I'm not going to say the play right here because this could get out to the public. But either but but either way, you know, like Marshall ended up beating like my team ended up beating Summersworth. That was a, that was a one yard run, and then we got uh, pushed back on a holding for the two-point conversion. The two-point conversion is what we would have had to win it. And we got it on the same play. Noah ran it in again like an absolute dog. All right, week three. Uh, moving, to, moving to week three, if I can find us. Okay, yeah, we played a school called Bitterford. Uh, Mar- uh, Bitterford at Marshwood. Mar- our team ended up taking it uh, 14-8. to Dude, we had such a good first half. And second half, we kind of fell off a little bit, and Bitterford ended up scoring a touchdown. But we were still able to get the win. At this point, we're two and one. We're two in a row. We're feeling good. And then go into week four and just get absolutely smoked. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, we actually beat Noble fourteen deep. Okay, so little backstory, real quick. Noble is technically Marshwood's like biggest rival. Like Marshwood and Noble, they hate each other. They're rivals. I hate Noble personally. But I I don't hate the people that go to their school. I just don't like them because, well, they're rivals with Marshwood, of course, which is the school that I go to. But either way, Noble was the defending champs last year. They had a lot of eighth graders going into ninth grade. And now Noble is just completely like they're uh, they're 0-3. They're hungry. They want it. And honestly, for us, we didn't play a good game. Like we didn't even we didn't have a good first half. It was like all t- it was uh, eight to six at halftime, I think. Actually, no. It was all tied six to six at halftime. We didn't have a good. We didn't have a good game like all around. We we were still able to find a way to win because going into Noble, it, going into Noble and taking a game like like that is just incredibly tough. Is a very tough thing to do. And Noble's field sucks, by the way. Um. So yeah, we we ended up barely beating Noble fourteen to six, and then we go to Sanford. Uh, San Sanford's another school. These are all schools from Maine, by the way, Southern Maine. And uh, we go to a school called Sanford, and we ended up winning that one, sixteen to eight. Uh, first half was actually really good. Uh, I remember one. I remember um, my buddy Robert, as well. I uh, the whole the whole team calls him Nut. Uh, he he actually got a pick, and and the pick that he got was actually crazy because. On one hand, I got right by my offensive lineman. I went completely unblocked to the QB. I hit him as he I hit him as he threw it. Somehow it didn't get called for roughing the passer. And I thought and I I thought as soon as he let that go, I thought that the receiver caught it and I'm like, God damn it. But what did I tell but what did I tell you? And then Robert just completely rips it out of his hand and says he got it. I'm like, Holy hell, let's go. Like, you know, it was it, it was that kind of play. And that that was probably the craziest play of the year, at least for me. I'm sure. I'm sure there. I'm sure there were crazier plays. But yes, either way, walked out of Sanford with a win, sixteen to eight. Dude, our games were actually kind of close. Like we weren't a full. Well, we weren't a full complete team, which we have gotten. We have gotten better since then. But we we've gotten better since week five. But all right, moving on. Uh, Mark. Uh, Westbrook 
at Marshwood. I actually made a I made an Instagram reel after this telling the story of how the ref told me to score the path game and then how the game actually went. I'm going to basically just re- reiterate it just not just without the story of the, of the ref telling me the score of the path game, but either way, Westbrook at Marshwood. Dude, this was our best game of the season. We actually played two we actually played two full halves. We we were a four-quarter team. And first half it was twenty-two to eight, and then I t- I told y'all the score was thirty to fourteen with under a minute left. The final touchdown that that Westbrook scored to make it to make it twenty-two to to make it thirty to twenty-two was garbage time. So I'm I wasn't even worried about it. This game probably should have been thirty to fourteen realistically, but either way, uh, we still we still end up winning it thirty to twenty-two and going into week seven. I think we're I think we're at five in a row right now. Until we play a team called Trip, which is essentially Turner Main. Now, I actually wasn't there for this game, unfortunately, because well, um, we we had a we we had we had two we had two separate conflicts, and I I asked all my teammates about it, and they said that we played like absolute garbage. I can't I can't like like I couldn't tell you guys if we were first half or second half. I didn't actually ask that, but either way, we lost to Trip, uh, twenty eight to twenty two. That the score doesn't even seem all that bad. Like it, that doesn't seem like a terrible game, but either way, we still lost to we still lost to Turner, and now we got Week Eight, uh, Marshwood against Kenny Bunk. I'm gonna tell you the score right now, and then you guys are gonna flip out like you guys just completely choked the last two games. We lost to Kenny Bunk, twenty six to zero. Now, before you say, "Oh, you guys choked the final two games," no, we were we were without our running back Noah, who's a dog, and we were without like a bunch of our players. Like we were act like we were actually down to fourteen players, I think, at that game against Kenny Bunk, and also Kenny Bunk that that game in Kenny Bunk was actually being played in like a legitimate rainstorm, like it was crazy how much rain there was. So there there were a lot of fumbles there. It was we didn't play a good game on our part, but we, but we were also with like we were we were also without our top. We were also without a lot of our players. And and there was just garbage weather. So yes, I'm 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 not I'm 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 not gonna say I'm not gonna say we didn't we didn't deserve to lose that game because well we didn't we didn't play all that good. But either way, Marshall Kenny Monk, we unfortunately lost that, bringing our record at the end of the year to five and three. And yes, we did make the playoffs. And we are going to be playing Biddeford this weekend at. Uh, I don't actually I don't I don't exactly know what time it is, but all I know is that we're gonna be playing Bitterford at uh we're gonna be playing Bitterford. It's gonna be at home. It's gonna be at the Marshall Middle School. And we're and we're gonna be we're gonna be playing Bitterford Saturday. So I think it's gonna be Saturday afternoon. And so yeah. We're gonna, so uh first round matchup again at it, how this game goes, I'll tell you on next week's episode, which will be coming out on November 2nd. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the whole outlook of my football of my football season. Or our football season. Sorry 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 for being biased, but either way, you know. Alright, uh that that it, it was a great year. Fun regular season. Now a new season starts. We're zero and zero. Postseason time. Let's go. Okay, so all right, I'm gonna put uh Pat's game. Yeah, Pat's game. Pat's game. Okay, you can actually hear. You can actually see my thoughts on um on Instagram uh, again. Big Four Sports Podcast. Dude, what are you doing? All right, hold up. Okay, I I got it. I got it. We've officially surpassed it. This is my longest episode, which I expected, one hundred percent expected. All right. Uh, talking about this game, dude. Honestly, Pats, dude. The Pats look so good. They played a complete game. They played a really good. They played a really good game. Uh, looking at looking at the passing leaders, Josh Allen, twenty-seven of forty-one, two sixty-five, two touchdowns, one pick. That that pick that he threw was the was his first pass. It was a pick. By the way, I did start an overrated chant, and what I tell you, he threw he throws a pick. 
All right, Mac Jones, 25 of 32, 72, and two touchdowns. James Cook, 13 carries for 56 yards, and then Ramondre Stevenson, Stevenson, 9 for 34. Dalton Kincaid was actually the Bills, was the Bills receiving leader. Uh, eight receptions for 75 and, and no touchdowns. Kendrick Bourne, six for, six for 63 and a touchdown. And yeah, honestly, the Bills really never had control of this game up until like late in the fourth quarter where Mac Jones decided to turn into Superman. Away team first, as always. We just went over Josh Allen. Uh, Latavius Murray. I, Latavius Murray will never die. When it's a zombie apocalypse, it's, it's going to be like zombies and Latavius Murray. This, this guy will. This guy will always be playing in the NFL. I'm convinced of that. Stephon Diggs, uh, six for fifty-eight and a touchdown. James Cook, three for forty-six and a touchdown. Khalil Shakir, uh, four for thirty-five, and Latavius Murray, two for twenty. Dawson Knox, one for ten on all that stuff. That was receiving. Uh, and we just went over rushing as well. Defense. Um, Jordan Poyer got a sack. Dude, the Pats' offensive line had a great game. Like the 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 whole Bills defense didn't have a good didn't have a good game while well, the Pats O line had a great game they were able to block Von Miller. I swear if you if you listen to Wyatt's world he says that Von Miller's starting to really piss him off apparently because because like after after like whenever he does like his post game interviews he'll always say oh it's always good to get punched in the mouth but we're still good. And he and Wyatt's World went on a whole rant about that. By the way, I I'm I'm a huge fan of Wyatt's World, and I, it was just funny to see his reaction when the Pats and when the Bills got crunched by the Pats. So it, it was fun. Mac Jones twenty five thirty two seventy two two touchdowns. Uh, Zeke Elliott eleven for thirty one. Demero Douglas had one for twenty. Uh, that was rushing, receiving. Kendrick Bourne six for sixty three and a touchdown. Demero Douglas four for four for fifty four. Demero Douglas had a great game, by the way. Reminder Stevenson, 6 for 51. Pharaoh Brown had also had a really good game, 2 for, two for 51. Hunter Henry, 2 for 27. Jalen Rager is actually... J- Jalen Rager is a thing? Either way, he was 1 for 11. Devontae Parker, 1 for 8. Mike Gesicki, 2 for 5 and a touchdown. Mike Gesicki was the game-winning touchdown, actually. And then Kyle Duggar, I got his jersey. He had a hell of a day. Jabril Peppers, uh, 4 tackles and a pick. Christian Barmore was able to sack Josh Allen, and yeah, that was really all you need. That was really it. All right, um, let's just get to picking NFL Week Eight. Let's go. Okay, so on Thursday night football, uh, if it loads, oh yeah, it, it did load. We got the Bucks at the Bills. The Bills are going to be a pissed off team, and I think I could see an honestly an offensive explosion from Stephon Diggs. Uh, Bills beat the Bucks, and uh, yeah. By the way, last week I went six and seven, which is just horrible. Fifty-eight and forty-eight is my overall record, which sucks. So I'm going to be buying a Josh Allen jersey. I, I've I've already I've already bet that I'm going to buy a Josh Allen jersey. I'm gonna, I'm just going to be buying one because I just suck at picking these games. And today's a, and this week's a hard week. So uh, I'm going to take the Bills over the Bucks, like twenty three seventeen. I guess I don't know. All right, the Battle of New Jersey. We got the Jets at the Giants. I got the Jets actually taking this one, like twenty two to ten. The if it's Tyrod or if it's uh, Daniel Jones. Neither neither quarterback is gonna be able to pick apart the Jets defense. It's just that good. All right, Jag Steelers. I think this is gonna be game of the week. I have the Jags taking this one 24-21. I wanna pick the Steelers, but Matt Canada, dude, fire Matt Canada. If I go to a Steelers game as a Pats fan, I'm still gonna bring a sign that says fire Matt Canada. And I don't care if Steelers fans get mad at me. Dude, Matt Canada sucks get that man out of there how have the Steelers not fired this guy like if the, if the Ravens told me that they, that they purposely lost that game so like so that they can keep Matt so that the, so that they can keep Matt Canada as the OC to screw over the to screw over the Steelers I would believe you all right uh I'm, I'm gonna take the Jags by a field goal 
All right, up next, Eagles at the Commanders. The Commanders have looked like garbage, okay? They got off to a hot start 2-0 ever since they played the Bills and got and got their ass beat by them. They haven't been good. I, I'm going to take the Eagles like 37 to 13. Like I, f- I feel like Chase Young will get will probably get like a will get a pair of sacks, but that's probably it. All right, Rams Cowboys. I think this game this game might also be game of the week. I feel I feel like the Rams are just like they're they they're good enough to compete, but they're still like one step away. I'm gonna take the Cowboys by four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-seven to twenty-three. I think that's that that's good enough. All right, Vikings have some very winnable games, and it starts with the Packers. I dude, at the beginning of the week, I said, "Oh, Packers, Packers easily, Packers, Packers," but the Vikings had a hell of a show. Like like had a very strong showing against the Niners. The Vikings defense looks so good. Brian Flores has turned something into has turned from nothing into something on that defense. The O-line has been playing great. There's no reason why the Vikings shouldn't walk out of Green Bay with a win. Vikings have all the momentum on their side. The Packers are just playing like garbage. They're they're that whole roster's dropping like fro- dropping like flies, so. Alright, up next, Falcons, Titans. Um Will Levis will be starting for this game, which drives me further away from the Titans. I'm taking the Falcons in this one. I don't care if Desmond Ritter sucks. He's still going to be able to. He's still going to be able to beat the Titans. I don't know why people say this guy actually sucks so bad. Like he's not that bad. All right, up next we have the Pats at the Dolphins, dude. The Pat. I'm. This is just pure me. This is just. This is just vintage me being biased. I'm picking the Pats, and I don't care what people say. And your reasoning? I don't have any reason. I'm just picking the Pats because I'm biased, I guess. All right, Saints-Colts, dude. I could, This is Derek Carr's meltdown game. This is Derek Carr's meltdown game. This is also a Saints trap game, easily. But I got the Colts because the Colts had a hell of a showing against, um, against the, the Browns. I'm going to say it right now. Gardner Minshew has looked really good as a backup. This guy can actually make like a really really good career as a backup. Gardner Minshew's looked really good in that in that backup role that he's been doing. He's been doing what's what's given to him. And I think that and I think that that the I think that Gardner Minshew will actually struggle against the Saints secondary, but he'll still have no problem leading the Colts to a win. All right. Texans at the Panthers, dude. This is the ultimate trap game for the Houston Texans. I think they will fall into this trap. I know the Panthers are, I think they're 0-6. Yeah, I understand that they're 0-6 and stuff like that. But, dude, this is the ultimate trap game right now. And knowing knowing me saying like this is the ultimate trap game, it's not going to be a trap game and the Texans are going to blow the hell out of the Panthers. But I actually am going to pick the upset, and I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers, and Bryce Young shows why he was picked number one. Granted, CJ Stroud has looked so much better than Bryce Young, and I might and I might actually regret this pick. But I feel like this is just the this is just the trap game for for the Texans right now, and I, and. And Carolina's going to be well-rested. Same with the Texans, I suppose. But chemistry is building in Carolina. And I think it all comes together. And a Panthers win on a game-winning field goal. Browns-Seahawks. Dude, I'm actually going to take the Seahawks 20-10. to Seahawks are wearing those throwback uniforms. The Browns' defense looks like garbage against the, against the Colts. And their offense, while they were able to put up 39, Deshaun Watson probably won't play. So yeah, I'm gonna take the Seahawks in this one, twenty to ten. Bengals Niners, dude, it's it's being played in San, in San Francisco. I know I've picked the Niners the past two weeks, and I've been wrong. But Christian McCaffrey will be back. Niners will be back at home. Niners are gonna be a really pissed off team, while the Bengals just have just have looked like very underwhelming. So I'm actually going to pick the Niners in probably an upset to mo- to most people, and the Bengals dropped three and four.
Dude, again, Chiefs Broncos? Are we ever gonna be done with this crap? Chiefs forty five to ten, I guess. Uh Ravens Cardinals, dude. I'm I'm gonna take the car I'm gonna upset? No, I'm not gonna pick it. I'm I'm taking the Ravens. I'm probably and Ravens like thirty to thirteen. Ever since the Cardinals beat 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 the Cowboys, they just have not looked good. Alright. Bears, Chargers, I hope the ice I really hope this game gets flexed out. I think it actually will get flexed out. But I'm picking the Chargers on primetime. If if Staley can't beat the Bears, he's gotta go. If the Bears find a way to out Staley, Brandon Staley, I will be impressed. Alright, up next, Raiders Lions, last game of the last game. This is Monday Night Football. Raiders Lions, dude, I I gotta take the Lions. The the Lions are gonna be a pissed off team. They got they got their ass beat by the Ravens. And what better of an opponent than the rate than the Raiders? An absolute free meatball right down the middle of the plate for the Lions to just absolutely destroy on Monday Night Football. I hope this game gets flexed out because it's gonna be a thirty six to ten win for the Lions. All right, an hour long episode, which probably will be cut down, but either way, that'll do it for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm going to lose my voice for a couple of days, but that that's fine. All right, y'all. Um, have a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully, you guys enjoy me reacting to me, technically. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to go eat something and watch Celtics opening day. All right. Uh, peace.